Hello, everybody. This is Keith, Music Man Hanalek, with the Final on Vinyl podcast. And tonight, I have uh, three very special guests that I have covered over the years, Pamela, Randy, and Sarah Kopas. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thank you all for coming on board tonight. Um, It's nice to hear your voices after all these years covering your music and finally be able to talk to you. I was just thinking that about you. I was thinking, wow, I've never actually spoken to you. This is so awesome. (laughs) Isn't it great? Yeah. You have to love technology, especially when it works, right? (laughs) Yeah. So recently I covered your new uh, 2002 album, Clouds Below, which was released January 7th, and uh, absolutely loved it, of course. I've always loved everything you've put out, and... uh, I remember you telling me that it took you an entire year to get this album together, and I just can't imagine the patience and time involved uh, that you have to commit to that. Yeah, it's um, it, it takes us a long time, and, and um, these these productions are pretty complicated. But it's it's just it's a it, I guess it's a matter of concentration. You know, we just hold on to the vision for however long it takes before it's you know when it finally gets completed. Has the response been good? I've uh, been getting a lot of streams on Spotify and so forth and people actually buying the music. Has it been going well? It's going really, really well. We're we're pretty excited about this one. We had uh, one song that uh, just hit 900,000 streams on Pandora alone since it came oh out. Oh, my God. Wow. I know. I know. It's doing really great on definitely Pandora and uh, you know, uh, Spotify, and it's we're really excited about it. That's cool. I know that there isn't a lot of money involved with these streaming sites, but, you know, to hit almost a million for one song, I mean, obviously that helps, right? <laughs> well, you know, it adds up, and we've been at this for 30 years. We've got 21 albums out there, and when you add it all up, those those fractions of pennies add up. Right. God, I didn't realize you had that much music out over 20 years. Wow. 30 Amazing. years, yeah. Uh, yeah. 30 years we've been doing this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and different configurations uh, besides 2002, right? Uh, no, that's just 2002. Oh, I thought there was uh, another uh, group that you were working under. I must be thinking about um, your your um, husband's group was it seven? Oh was yeah that? yeah yeah tell them about seven that was a really cool project oh that was a that, that was actually a progressive rock uh band that we had that, that we were friends from way back i mean as far as from high school and oh, we had, um, well. yeah it's, it's been a long time and we had a group before 2002 and i was the front man in the group i was the lead vocalist it was uh uh, I guess progressive hard rock would be a would be a good term for it, and and we were out there for a while, and then we, you know, of course we went all our separate ways after some point, and then Pamela and I started 2002, and years and years went by, but then the you know the the gang got back together, and we decided, hey, let's finish a record and and put it out there just just to finish it and see what it does. So I remember so, I covered it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. I do remember that. So yeah, we had a. a it was fun. Uh, it's a little bit different than new age music, but uh, but it was a lot of fun to do. 
it was good music. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. So you all do a, an awful lot of different things within the concept of 2002. Everybody makes their contributions. And I know Sarah has the voice of an angel. And, uh, and the, can you give the audience an idea of the different uh, musical instruments that you do play and how the production goes and, and so forth? Well, you mean uh, just each one of us what we play? Right. right. Well, I, I play all the flutes, all the different kinds of flutes. Um, I play a lot of harp, keyboards. Um, Randy, you do a lot of percussion, bass. Guitars, pianos. Yeah, I do whatever, whatever we don't have. I I fill in on it. Oh yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. whatever instrument it is. And um. Wow. There's been a musician. <laughs> she she plays piano and uh, harp and violin and just all kinds of stuff. Guitar. <laughs> She's been. Wow. You all play a multitude of things, and both of your backgrounds. Where did you come from? How did you meet? Oh, gosh. Randy and I met in high school in 79. Oh, my. <laughs> in the theater. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So you both yeah, come from musical families? or? No, 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 no. Nope. No. Neither one of us do, really. Wow. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah does. <laughs> My brothers and sisters that played instruments, but, I mean, as far as professionally or getting into it seriously, I was the only one in my family, and I think you were, too. Right? I was, yeah. Yeah. So what did you folks listen to growing up? What what would you consider some of your influences along the way as you progressed as professional musicians? Oh, well, I mean, we started with, I mean, for me, it started with rock, of course. And, well, maybe it started before that. I, I think it started with musicals and, and um, you know, Sound of Music and other stuff when I was a, a little child. I, that really rubbed off on me. I went to a lot of symphonies when I was young. And so symphonic music really it rubbed off on me. But then, of course, as a teenager, rock and roll came in. And then as, as a singer, you know, there was Robert Plant and Led Zeppelin and you know, the, that world. Rush. So, yeah, Rush and, and Kansas and, and groups like that, that and Yes, and groups like that that we followed after. Um, so, so the progressive rock thing was kind of a natural, you know, a natural progression. But, yeah, all the symphonic stuff probably comes from before those influences for me, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think. Interesting, because, you know, the two do link together quite well. I mean, you look at bands like Yes, and, you know, mm -hmm. it, those influences are there. And all those bands you mentioned are, are great bands, all bands that I love and, and grew up on as well. Mm -hmm. What about you, Pamela? Was, is it kind of the same or was it different for you? Well, I had a completely not musical family, um, but I started playing flute when I was eight and just fell absolutely in love with it. No one ever had to tell me to practice. I looked forward to it, and I just, I, you know, as far as musical influences, I would have to say Kansas, ELO, Boston, um, not really much into opera. I'm not. Um, I, like, uh, I like some strange things. I, I like some really old music. I love B.B. King. Um, mm, good Sing choice. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. I love some of the really old stuff. It's all great music, mm -hmm. no doubt. That's for sure. So is, is it some... is it your goal to... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, please, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, uh, is it your goal to put out something new every year? And do you go out and tour? Or, you know, what is your 
schedule look like? Well, we do try to put out something every year. We would love to put out, you know, two or three a year if we can do that, but it's just it's difficult to do. Um, you know, we're we're lucky to get one out, but as far as touring goes, I don't think we have time. I mean, we're 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 too busy in production, and as as soon as one is finished, we're on the next one anymore, and and that's the way we like it. But it's it's very hard to you know get everything together and get players together and, you know, get out on the road and go and play places. That's that's a lot of wherewithal, and that would take away from some of the productions we're doing. So right now we're sticking at home. Um, you know, I know everybody. Uh, you all uh, create all the music, right? And, I'm sorry, what? You, you, you folks create all the music. You don't have any hired hands, right? We create it all, but sometimes we will write a part and we'll be thinking, oh, man, this is a five-string violin. None of us play that. Hey, let's get key reel in here. We'll compose the part, but then we'll have someone come in and bring it to life. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, none of us play saxophone, and there's a song on Clouds Below with saxophone. So, you know, you, you, you write the part, and then you hand them a piece of paper or a chord chart or whatever when they walk in. Oh, I see. But that's and, um, very what do you think? And that's and, and yes, I would and, and I would also say that, that is that's really only for instruments that we don't play. Mm-hmm. All the guitars and keyboards and pianos and flutes and parts and things, they're all covered by us because we're here and we play them. So it's it's only that and all the vocals of course. So it's it's only the stuff that we you know, that we that we can't play that we would hire another musician in uh, to do. I see. What's it like? You know, this is a question I've never really thought about asking anybody, but all the interviews I've done, what's it like to get a review? And, you know, what's, you know, there must be an anticipation level there, and then you read it, you're either, like, really excited or you're, you know, ho-hum or disappointed. I mean, what what is that like, getting reviews in? I would say that it's a different experience if you get a bad review than it is <laughs> if you get a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's. I mean, I could just leave it there, but, but you know, we it it had there haven't been many, especially in this kind of music. You know, usually if if something's good, people are not going to just slam it. But we have been slammed a couple of times, and it was really, uh, it's disheartening a little bit. But at the same time, if 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 the the fans of the music, you know, if your audience is liking it and they're there, it, it doesn't hurt so bad, you know. Right. It doesn't matter. I'm sure that's definitely in the minority to get slammed for what you do. That's for sure. <laughs> well, but whenever we finish something and we've been working on it for a year, sometimes a year and a half, and then you finally put this baby out in the world and it's like you hold your breath, you know, do they hate this creation? Do, are they going to like it? There is there is that little, I don't know, I guess you would call it anticipation. Okay, here it is. Do they like it? You know. Right, that, that process you go through every single time. I can't imagine how hard that oh, must yeah. be. Oh yeah, you never get over it. Mm-hmm. You never get used to that. You worry. If you worry every single time, <laughs> just the same as the first time. Well, you know, I can understand. There's a strong connection to that music, like Pamela said, it's your baby. So mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're putting yourself out there. You, you know, your daughter. Yeah. Randy, everybody's putting themselves out there. Here I am. This is me, you know. And that's the way I would look at it if I created music, you know. 
Well, it is. That's that's the way we look at it. And, and, I mean, it is putting yourself out there, but the rewards can be great, you know, especially when you when, when your music is the type of music that can touch people or, or even help them in their lives in some way. You know, it's it, it's so gratifying and rewarding to, to write this kind of music especially. It, this is I, – I just wouldn't want it any other way right now. It's, it's, it's just too well, fun. And, well, we need it. Everybody needs Everybody it, needs especially it. today. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I agree. So do you folks, you know, have any other jobs that you're working or is this just entirely creating music? That's what you do. This is all we do. I see. Because I know a lot of people that create, you know, independent music as such uh, have day jobs and they work on it at night. You know, that's me. I have my day job and put my little hat on and do my thing and then at night I'm music reviewer, you know, and it's, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot involved with everything I've been doing over the years and, and the time I have invested. Um, hoping someday I'll be retiring and be able to just do this more, spend more time on it and other interests. So that's not too far away for me, actually. <laughs> You've been doing this for, for many decades, haven't you? Yeah. I started in 1998. That was my first website, musicreviews.com. Yeah. Yeah, wow. This is great talking to a family of musicians. It's really great. Um, Sarah, is there anything you'd like to say? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like they already kind of said it all. I mean, <laughs> 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 I'm glad to be a part of this group and... Um, I don't know. It's a lot of great experience for me as just a young musician and songwriter, you know, really getting into this industry. And um, it's a lot of great experience, and I'm getting more and more involved with the uh, production process, and it's really interesting, and I'm getting a lot out of it. So I'm, I'm really glad I can contribute my own skills, too. Oh, my God, you sound so grown up. You were a little girl when I covered the first record. Yeah, she was probably, what, 10, 11? Yeah. <laughs> she was very, yeah, little. Yeah. Amazing. Makes me feel old, you know? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, um, I'm just looking over the review and the cover. I love the cover, the yin and yang expression there. And, uh, did you come up with that artwork, or did you commission an artist to do that? We we always come up with the artwork. Uh, sometimes we'll tell someone what we're envisioning, and they create it. For example, we had six covers by Cindy Grunston, but she passed away. And uh, oh, I guess, yeah, she did about that's a year ago. She did six of ago. our covers. So, oh, um, that's terrible. It is. It was really great because we could send her photos from a green screen and she and tell her what we wanted, and she would create the most amazing things out of nothing. But uh, this particular wow. album, yeah, we, we conceived of it and, and laid it out and designed it. We uh, we found this artist that, that made this, and we bought the actual little symbol and then created everything else around it. But uh, it just seemed to really sum it up. You know, if you look in, in the little yin-yang, there are clouds at night, there are clouds in the daytime, and the yin and the yang yeah. were kind of... We have the infinity symbol, right. which is part of our logo. And uh, I don't know, it just really seemed to sum up what we were wanting to do with this album. It's perfect. It really is. Thank you. And it kind of carries over the, the same 
I think it carries over a little bit of the same spirit as the uh, the album we did before, Hummingbird, mm-hmm. which you also did the cover for. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I um, I like that. I like that connection that we're making. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a package for me. I mean, it's not just click listen and you know write about it. It's I, I look at everything because there's a a purpose for everything that goes into an album the title, the artwork, you know, there's some significance there, especially with this type of music, I would think, you know? Well, and I like physical CDs. I think I'm old. <laughs> but we're going to always make them. <laughs> if five people buy well, them, we're going to make them. people buy them, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think about doing vinyl? Because uh, vinyl is huge now. It's a tremendous comeback. I have a massive collection myself. I'm totally addicted. And oh, wow. just the one thing... One thing about this um, this type of music is, God, every time I hear an album like yours, it's like I would love to hear it on vinyl. And I know it's expensive, and the time frame is like six months to eight months before you can put out the vinyl. So is, is that the That's reason why people aren't doing it? Or? Yeah, there's a huge uh, wait for vinyl. I mean, you want to release something, you're ready to go now, and then they tell you, Oh, we'll have it for you in six months, and you're like, oh. Yeah, that's the biggest reason yeah. for us. I I think is that we just our time schedule, you know, and really our time schedule is is kind of like it's it's a little bit is centered around what's happened, what's changed in the music industry. For you know, we're we're having to put things out faster. Once we have them ready, we only have a few weeks to get everything together. It used to be months that you would wait, or even a year before you put out an album once it was finished, but. We no longer have the luxury of that kind of time. We need to get the releases out, you know, in a, in a more right. timely fashion. That's that's the problem with vinyl. It just holds everything up, um, you know. And right. I'm a really huge artist, you know, if you're Rihanna or somebody, you know, and you and you're doing vinyl, you can get it done a lot quicker than 2002 can get it done. So, not as big of a problem for the big heavyweights in the industry as it is for just people who are like, yeah, we want that. You know, we want vinyl. Even if we only sell 50 copies of it, we still want it. But um, it's it's just a, it's just timing, I think. Uh, more right. than well, I know that they're adding um, more machines and people to that industry to try to keep up with it. Hopefully that will catch up and You'd be able to release a CD and a download and vinyl all at the same time. I, I think it'll be a while, but I think eventually we'll get there as long as the, the momentum continues. You know? Yeah, I hope you're right because I like vinyl too. I got the vinyl bug, and <laughs> and I got a player and I've got it attached to the player up there, and I've got everything from you know Van Halen to Beethoven up there, and I just I, I listen to it and 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 then Pamela's got this collection of albums like from the 70s and 80s, they're perfect. They're like, they're probably worth a mint. Well, I've had them since I was a teenager. You know, I, I never parted <laughs> with my vinyl. Yeah, I did. I was foolish. <laughs> I had a nice yeah. collection and I sold it for beer money. What an idiot I was. <laughs> I know. You know, when, the, when they, yeah. they, when CDs came out in full force, I just let my vinyl just lay all over the floor and get scratched. I didn't even care anymore because CDs, you know, and, Mm-mm. Right. <laughs> Were we wrong about that, huh? <laughs> well, folks, yep. it's been great talking to you all um, for the first time after all these years, and um, I think uh, 
music fans are going to be very interested in hearing what you have to say. It's not often I'm able to have a musical family on a call. I really appreciate everyone's time and look forward to the next release. Yeah, thank you. It was great to hear your voice. This is awesome. Great talking yeah, to you. Thank, thank you. you. Take care, folks. Thanks. You okay. Too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.